Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for Why It Matters. And Chinese New Year is just around the corner. So this conversation, perfect timing. I bet if you walk past any of our local banks, you'll start to see queues forming, separate queues for those who want to, you know, withdraw new notes or change notes. It's been a thing, right? For for years, for decades, you you get Ang Pao with nice new crispy notes inside. I, I never understood that. You give me an old note, I'll still take it. But is this feasible? What are the implications here? Well, the monetary Authority of Singapore, MES, and the Association of Banks in Singapore, ABS, uh, strongly encourage members of the public to use what they call fit-for-gifting currency notes, like fit notes. Okay, what's that about? Or, you know, e-hongbaos, that's another thing that we've been talking about over the past few years, especially because of COVID. These are more environmentally friendly options uh, because when you issue new notes just to meet the demand for this festive season, it actually does result in some uh, carbon emissions or waste resources. Let's talk a little bit more about this idea and how the public has received it so far. In the studio with me this morning is Cindy Mock, Assistant Managing Director, Finance, Risk and Currency for the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Cindy, good morning. Welcome. Morning. Happy to be here. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this uh, money. Who doesn't want to talk about money? Actually, I'm curious. Does MES set like a lifespan of a currency note, like a $2 note? It's only allowed to be used, I don't know, a year, two years? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, we don't have a specific uh, lifespan for notes. But okay. I think what we do is that we issue notes on demand to right. meet the public demand. Right. And uh, when the public deposits the notes back with us, uh, we would actually do a round of processing. We would look for those that are in poor condition. Mm. And those actually would be set aside, destroyed, and we'll issue new notes to replace that. And obviously, most of this like depositing back with you comes from these small businesses, hawkers, things like that. Because in today's day and age, they are actually handling money the most. Yes, yes. And of course, another key period where people deposit a lot of notes back with us is uh, after Chinese New Year when they kind of collect <laughs> all their ang pals mm. and then that's when there's a large period of deposits as well. Wow, okay. So avoid the bank if you have no good reason to go there at that time. When you get these notes and you talk about you're reissuing new ones, uh, what happens to the old ones? How do they get destroyed? Mm. So typically, we would uh, incinerate the old ones oh. with uh, the NEA's uh, incinerator plants. But I think what is key is really that I think when people think about incineration, they're like, oh, carbon emissions. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, is that in a life cycle of a currency note, it is not only the destruction part that creates carbon emissions, it's actually the entire value chain. So oh, from really? the production, the processing, uh, and then the final destruction. Wow. And, and what is interesting is that the currency production part is where the largest amount of carbon emissions are generated. How so? Wow, I'm curious now. Yeah, so uh, in creating a currency, you have to get the raw materials, right? The polymers, sure, of course. And those actually uh, incur quite a bit of a carbon footprint. Okay. And of course, the printing process itself would also be another key generator of carbon. Mm. Um, and another thing is that the key note production firms are actually outside Singapore. So to transport those brand new notes into the country, they have to fly via the, the plane. And that, again, creates carbon emissions. So if you think through the entire value chain, the amount of carbon generated from producing using one piece of a note is actually quite significant. Wow. Am I allowed to ask where is Singapore money made? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there are a few key currency printers around the world. Okay. Uh, and actually, we have been partnering a number of them and they are based in, for example, Europe and in oh. uh, Australia. Okay. Yeah. There you. But we've been talking about notes. I assume it's similar when it comes to coins. 
probably worse, right? Because you've got to melt a coin to destroy it. Yeah, so I think for the coins that are unfit for circulation, meaning they are really old, we typically would deface them and then we would smelt them and, and the metal can actually be reused. Okay, so yeah. maybe a little bit better where the coins are, yeah. are concerned. I mean, I, I know I don't have the education on this, but does the public know that? Because it's so easy, right? I want a nice new crispy note, I like it. Mm. And you don't think about you yeah. know, that small part it plays into yeah. destroying the environment. Yeah, it's very true. So I think two years ago, MES started to measure our own carbon emissions. And oh. uh, to our surprise, what we found out was that the, the currency note production process actually gave rise to significant carbon emissions. So just, okay. so just a data point, the total carbon emissions from MES's outsourced currency operations in the last financial year was about 5,500 tonnes. And that accounts for about half of our total carbon emissions. Wow. And every year for Chinese New Year, we would issue about 100 million pieces of new notes just to meet festive demand over Chinese New Year and also, of course, over the year. right? For example, Hari Raya, Deepavali. Mm. And a large majority of these notes are used only once for that gifting. And then they are returned to Go MES to mm. yeah, shortly after each uh, Lunar New Year, which is why I said the depositing right. period is post-Chinese yeah. New Year. Yeah. So while most of these returned notes are recirculated to meet public demand subsequently, such as, for example, to replace the unfit notes that yep. I spoke about, those yep. who are torn, but the volume of such notes still exceeds this replacement demand. Mm. And uh, the excess notes are subsequently destroyed, as per what we talked about, before okay. the end of their useful life. See, money is bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so I think when we realise what kind of impact it's creating, issuing these new notes in excess of replacement demand really results in, in a waste of resources and unnecessary carbon emissions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's why we are trying to work with the banks through two prong. One is really to encourage e-gifting. E yeah. And the other one um, is to really encourage the public to give fit for gifting notes a chance. Mm. I do want to talk about fit for gifting notes, Cindy. And not to put you on the spot here, so let, let's just see how we can navigate this question, right? You have companies being held accountable for, you know, uh, carbon emissions, you know, your net zero targets and all of that. And we often don't hear about how the people creating the currency, you know, are they being held? I mean, you mentioned some numbers and how high the carbon emissions is. Is this just a case of you know, for example, MAS not coming out to say we have a policy to mm. cut down carbon emissions mm. or we're just not aware of mm. it, what's going on behind the scenes mm. to, to bring down that number. Yeah, so I think that's a good point. When we started measuring our carbon emissions, the idea was really to understand the impact. Mm -hmm. And of course, to hold ourselves accountable, we decided that we needed to do something about it. And hence, we've actually set a target for ourselves there to try go. to reduce the carbon emissions arising from our own operations, okay. including the currency ones, which is why these measures of promoting e-gifting, pushing fit for gifting notes is really intended to achieve that outcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some of all parts. I mean, you still need the public to help with that matter. So let's talk about fit for gifting notes. What qualifies as a fit for gifting notes mm -hmm. or, or a fit note? Yeah, yeah. So I think new notes, everybody is quite clear you what sure? it is. Yeah. Uh, we've heard descriptive. Crispy ones. <laughs> yeah, clean, new. But actually fit notes are used currency notes. They are generally clean okay. and suitable for recirculation in 
including for festive gifting. Okay. And uh, the condition of these notes has been verified by our banknote processing machines and they would be similar in quality to those notes that you get from ATMs. So we understand that uh, e-gifting may not be for everyone. Uh, I think <laughs> before we started, you mentioned that you've never actually I'm tried just, it. I'm just too lazy and I've never tried it. And I tried, I'm only newly married, so about ah, two years, okay. so I tried to avoid, but uh, okay, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yes, yes. So we do understand that there are pockets of the public who actually really, really feel that giving physical ang baos is upkeeping tradition. Right. So I think we understand and we respect that. And for this group, I think what we are hoping is to increase their awareness of mm. the impact that their choice could have. So instead of asking for new notes, uh, give Fit Notes a chance. And I think we, we also don't want to oversell Fit Notes. They, they will not be as crisp as the new ones. There could be folds, for example, but generally I think we are hoping to shift um, people's preferences that actually it's okay. It's okay to, to have Fit Notes in uh, Ang Pao's. We did a poll of our team's kids mm. <laughs> asking them, would you mind if the note in your red packet is actually not crisp and none of the kids actually said uh, they cared because yeah. as long Still as money, it's money, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. the thing, right? You, you bring up a very interesting point because hey, I'm, I'm just curious as to what is the big deal over having a crisp note? I mean, it's still money. Are we, and I'm going too far here, are we teaching our kids that it has to be a clean note? I mean, money is still money where value is concerned. Have you noticed a particular demographic that is the only demographic after clean crisp notes? Well, I, I wouldn't say that there is a specific group, okay, I okay. say. But I think in general, with the pandemic over the past few years, people have actually also changed uh, their behaviour. Mm, so I mm, think mm. maybe the, the younger ones are more digitally savvy. Yeah, they, they are more open true. to that's e-gifting. True. And I think a, a lot of those uh, with kids, they in a way do their own recycling as well. They, they have stopped kind of picking that's up true. new notes for a couple of years because they kind of just take the notes from their kids. Yeah, that's uh, the new um, generation, right? Yeah. So they're very, and then they very recycle concerned. it the next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, so they don't have to queue to mm, pick up mm, the notes. Mm. Neither do they have to queue to deposit the money after Chinese New Year. That's yeah. good. That's, that's really good to hear. If I wanted to go get fit notes, right, mm. is there an easy process? For example, maybe mm. I go to a bank with really old notes that I can judge for myself and I just say, I don't need new notes, just give me fit notes. Yeah, so actually you can get fit notes from a bank anytime throughout the And year, I specifically right? use the term fit notes at yes, the bank? Yes, I think ah, now okay. we, are, we are really trying to push this term and Very get nice. a common understanding about Very what nice. that is. Uh, but we've been working with the banks in Singapore to try and make fit for gifting notes a lot more accessible this okay. year. Okay. And they will be available at all the local bank branches. Mm. and also at the selected DBS and UOB pop-up ATMs. Ah. And I think members of public can refer to the bank's website for details on the new and the fit notes exchange. Yeah, yeah. you should have an ad like, don't take crisp notes, fit notes here. Yeah, actually, <laughs> we have been uh, putting oh, out those. Uh, they are actually around. You can find them in the bank branches. Okay. So the digital ads on the bank branches. And I think quite a lot of uh, in uh, residential blocks, in yeah. lifts, you would see some of those yeah, posters as well. Fantastic. Yeah. But is the public receptive to it? Because I'm still seeing the long queues in recent days at the bank. A friend of mine, a colleague of mine actually had to go to the bank yesterday to get some personal stuff done. Ended up waiting an hour because everyone's going after the crisp notes. Is this narrative, is this push happening fast enough? I think we understand that it's probably going to be a multi-year effort. Yeah, yeah. And the long queues probably happen even before we introduce fitness, ah, yeah. right? I okay, mean, because okay. every Chinese New Year, this is a natural <laughs> phenomenon. 
and I think the banks have been doing a great job in mm. trying to mm. set up pop-up ATMs that kind of distribute yeah. uh, the notes throughout the island. We are closely monitoring feedback mm. and I think as with all issues, there's always those who are actually quite receptive yeah. and of course there are those who need a bit more time to adjust yeah. and we, we are hoping that you know with this multi-year effort, we can actually get them to, to be more open to the yeah. idea. Yeah. Kind of like follow the bandwagon type of thing. Actually, I mentioned bandwagon. I suppose then in, in, in this sense, and for sure it's, it is a challenge for you guys, uh, picking up things like e-hongbao or e-gifting, that probably picked up a lot faster, right? Because of the pandemic, yeah? I mean, people don't want to touch the so-called dirty money. Mm. And I think there were also um, COVID restrictions over the past ah, few Chinese yeah. New yeah. Year. So people were not able to do that visitation as, as easily. And so e-gifting did pick up. We saw pretty positive trends in okay. e-gifting over the past few years. And now we also have very good e-gifting initiatives offered by the local banks as well as oh. the banks in Singapore. So there are about eight retail banks in Singapore who are offering e-gifting initiatives this uh, Lunar New Year up okay. from about five, wow. five banks two years ago. And uh, during the last Chinese New Year, we also saw a significant increase uh, in the total volume as well as the value of pay now retail transactions, which is what people use for the e-gifting compared to the year before, as more members of the public adopted e-gifting. Yeah. So just fun facts, right? So the total volume of uh, transactions rose by about 10% to more than 9 million transactions during last Lunar New Year. Wow. And the total value uh, rose about 48% to more than uh, 2 billion yeah, during Chinese New Year period. Hey, that's fantastic news. And you know, I I love how this can go beyond. It's so easy to talk about just Chinese New Year, Chinese New Year, but can you imagine at a wedding if you just e-gift your wedding ang pao? A, you don't need to get that big box, you know. Yeah, so you, you don't need some a good friend to watch that box. Right? One less friend yeah, to help you. Right. <laughs> Maybe one less invite. Well, no, I'm just kidding. But whatever emissions when you recycle that box or throw it away and then all the red packets as well. I mean, it's not just the money, it's the red packets as well, right? Cindy, um, looking ahead, where do you see this effort on helping with lowering carbon emissions going? Do you see there's a case of more fit notes or more e-gifting or some kind of a hybrid? What, what are you guys looking at here? Yeah, I, we are really trying to tackle this issue from a multi-prong approach. Yeah. So I think for those who are open to e-gifting, you know, we'll continue making efforts with the banks to encourage that. Then of course, for those who are really still quite um, tied to their <laughs> physical ang pals, we hope that actually the, the fit for gifting notes will take yeah. off. A good final outcome is that we can issue fewer new notes each Lunar New Year to a point in time where actually fit notes are really, you know, yeah. the de facto. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. And uh, I really hope that comes true. I'm going to put in more effort this year to e-gift or Thanks. use a fit note. Okay, I use fit note generally. I don't I don't queue to get new notes because if it looks nice enough, it's still money. If a kid's not happy, I say, ah, then you give me back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this is a great effort. And if you see any of these pop-up stores, perhaps you should look at fit notes or, you know, make an arrangement for e-gifting. It save you a whole lot of trouble. I've been speaking with Cindy Mock, Assistant Managing Director, Finance, Risk and Currency for the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Cindy, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.